Hey family, for our meditation today, let us ponder and decide what is the paradigm? What is the way we look at the world around us? What is the paradigm? What is the way in which we interpret everything going on around us? And after we have pondered this, let us, each one of us, decide how we will look at and interpret the world around us, whether it be through the eyes of, just this is a profound meditation. We look at the world around us through the eyes of Jesus, our Lord, looking down from his cross on Calvary, those eyes. Or will we insist on looking at the world around us through the eyes of a pain-free, prosperity-type gospel? So many preachers of the gospel, other than, as St. Paul put it to the Galatians, other than the gospel of the real Jesus, who really did look down upon us from the cross. It seems that most people cannot even begin to answer that question because they've not made really the effort it actually does take to come to know God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as a result, are not, through the power of the Holy Spirit, moved by the cross of Jesus to love with the love of the Sacred Heart we celebrate today on this first Friday, the love of the Sacred Heart that was pierced for our offenses to love the father who sent the son to open the gates of paradise through divine love revealed in and only in self-sacrifice that's why the real jesus actually said that no one has greater love than this and to lay down one's life for one's friends he taught it and then he showed us those are the eyes that's the paradigm with which we look at the world. And let us not pretend otherwise, nobody is sacrificing anything of significance, certainly not their very lives, unless they are moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. And no one who does not know the faith, as revealed both in sacred scriptures and in our sacred tradition, which reminds us in its greatest exemplification in the holy sacrifice of the mass, no such a person is moved by the power of the Holy Spirit of living up to the greatest love of the self-sacrifice the real Jesus taught us on Calvary. They don't know their faith. They're not living up to the calling of each one of us. So dear family, what is our paradigm? What is the way in which we look at the world around us? Is it the holy cross of self-sacrifice or not? Well, today's gospel is a, is a profound reminder of the proper paradigm with which we should be looking at the world around us. Here, just a, a part of the passage again and recognize within it how Jesus taught us the proper paradigm. The scribes and Pharisees said to Jesus, the disciples of, of John the Baptist they fast often and offer prayers. The disciples of the Pharisees do the same. But yours eat and drink. Jesus answered them. 
Can you make the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? That's how it began. Now watch what he says next. Here comes the proper paradigm part. But the days will come. And when the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. The family, we actually are living in those days when the bridegroom, who is Jesus, has been taken away from us. The bridegroom, who is Jesus, was taken away from us, of course, on Calvary, and he isn't coming back again until the second coming. And the truly faithful, it seems like we only can wonder in these times, what's taking you so long, Jesus? Can it get any worse, Jesus? We're reminded of that every time we go a block up the street. Can it get any worse? But the truly faithful would wonder about and ask those questions precisely because in these troubled, watch this. Watch this. When the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. The truly faithful would wonder about and ask questions about this precisely because in these troubled and dangerous times, the real presence of the bridegroom in the tabernacle and the real presence we receive in the Holy Eucharist also was taken away by so many. Do we get that? When the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. Which is why for about the 26th time now I have said, we all should send a little note of thanks to Bishop Callahan because he did not take away the bridegroom from us as so many others did. And who can deny that in these troubled and dangerous times, the very thing the faithful needed most, the bridegroom, was taken away. And it was and it remains until the civil government backs off, a time when we, like the people of Nineveh, should, as Jesus said in the gospel, fast and pray. Just as Jesus told Peter in the garden, so you could not keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you do not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The time for this is now, dear family. It is now. We need the bridegroom more than ever, daily. His real presence, daily. But family, I've heard from some people that sometimes it seems that these meditations do not inspire hope. And this complaint I do not understand. Our hope is, our hope is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth, but that same Lord is the Lord who leads us to Calvary. Our hope is in the name of the Lord who not only taught us, but showed us to fast and pray when the bridegroom is taken away. So let us conclude by reflecting on the timeless Catholic prayer entitled, Act of Hope. Oh Lord God, I hope by your grace for the pardon of all my sins, and after life here to gain eternal happiness because you have promised it who are infinitely powerful, 
faithful, kind, and merciful. In this hope, I intend to live and die. Amen. The family, Holy Mother Church has handed down to us the real meaning of hope. Hope for the forgiveness of our sins if we repent. Because Jesus, the bridegroom, is, really is just that merciful. And we see that when we look out from his eyes on Calvary. So let us meditate today on what hope really is and as we always should do, apply it to the real world in which we live. For if all we want the Bible to be for us is a collection of Hollywood happy endings, then what we really want is a fake gospel with a fake Jesus. Because the real gospel of the real Jesus tells us that we must pick up our crosses and carry them daily and follow him on the way to Calvary. And it's going to be tough. And there will be great suffering. Perhaps most great when the bridegroom is taken away from us. But in the midst of that, let us listen to the words the inspired words of the great St. Paul who wrote, well, now I rejoice in my suffering. I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, I'm filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. There it is, the paradigm. We can only hope that we suffer. Was it, is it St. Teresa of Avila? Maybe somebody out there knows and can just send it to me. Was that? The saint that said, listen, if we had any clue how much grace comes to us in our suffering, we'd be begging for more, not begging for less. So let us then, dear family, every day practice the real faith to which each one of us is called so that, so that when the bridegroom does come again, individually for each one of us or, or collectively when that Second coming really does happen. So I might hope it's sooner rather than later. We will be ready. Through the self-sacrifice we practice. Through the suffering that we offer up to him. The suffering in which we rejoice. To behold him who comes in the name of the Lord. So that on that day how happy we will be. To be called to the wedding feast of the Lamb. That is our hope, our only hope, our only paradigm for looking at the world around us, the way, the one and only way in which we should interpret everything that is going on around us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.